From Santa Barbara, California, the Timeless Voyager series, where the knowledge is timeless and you are the Voyager. Interviews with leading-edge authors and speakers, psychic phenomena and the unexplained, UFOs, extraterrestrial encounters, government cover-ups, alternative health care, new technologies. Fasten your cosmic seatbelts and join me, your host, Bruce Stephen Holmes, the Timeless Voyager. Hello, everyone. Bruce Stephen Holmes for Timeless Voyager. Today's guest is futurist Alfred Livermont Weber. His principal social contributions have been founding the science of exopolitics through his book, Exopolitics, which was published originally in 2000. The 2014 discovery through his book, The Omniverse, as the third major cosmological body after the universe and the multiverse through which humanity understands the cosmos. And through his 2017 book, Journey, the development of the positive future equation and the ascension hypothesis that describes soul development in our universe and omniverse. Welcome to Timeless Voyager, Alfred. I'm happy to be here. And uh, happy 2023, the year of the water rabbit, which is uh, a very unusual year, uh, (laughs) emphasizing patience, good luck, new beginnings, and partnerships. I was going to say to everybody that's uh, that's listening or watching, you don't have to have a, a master's degree <laughs> to watch the show. It's just that Albert has such an incredible bio that I couldn't even begin to write down all of the things that, that, uh, that, that he has going for him. So I thought I would just talk a little bit about that. Would you like to comment a little bit on what I just said in your bio? Because... The exopolitics thing is really important, and I think a lot of people don't even realize sometimes that that you're the person who even came up with the term. Yeah, you know, um, this takes us into the U.S. government's secret time travel program and into the chronogarchy, the secret time travel government, because uh, this is my book, uh, Exopolitics, which was... Uh, I first put it online in the year 2000 to sort of change the paradigm. I wrote it here in Vancouver, Canada, and it was published in 2005. And through a U.S. chrononaut who became a whistleblower, uh, uh, Andrew D. Bishago, I found out that the U.S. secret time travel program time traveled this book physically from 2005 back to 1971. That is uh, Andrew right there. Yeah, a little, yeah. A little younger in those days, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and they met with me in 1971. They, I met with 50 members of the U.S. secret time travel program in 1971 when I was uh, general counsel of the Environmental Protection Administration of the city of New York under Mayor John Lindsay, 
and I was invited to meet to meet with them under false pretenses of giving them a lecture on environmental protection. But they wanted to see what I looked like then because they knew that starting in the year 2000, I would be publishing multi-dimensional books like Exopolitics, the Omniverse books, and things like that, because they do time travel surveillance. They use quantum access technology uh, to survey uh, the timelines. And that's how the chronogarchy tries to control future events. And uh, I, I read about this in my book, The Chronogarchy, which is one of the books that uh, we, you, you and I have talked about. And what I did, and one of the books that we'll be talking about today is called Time Screen. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the chronogarchy there, how interdimensional quantum access time travel manipulates human events, human history, and the interlife. And I tried to go, you know, because we have all these historians and political scientists and we have the news that said, oh, today this happened and, you know, these forces do this, that and the other thing. But they don't know that there's layers behind that of, of people who are manipulating events centuries in advance. And so in, in one of the books that we'll be talking about today, the events of an apparent constitutional insurrection in the United States that happened on January 6, 2021, when the sitting president attempted unlawfully and uh, counter-constitutionally to stay in office by fomenting an insurrection of sorts, and but was prevented through this drama that's been going on. That actually, and I wrote this book called Time Screen, a secret 100-year plot by the chronogarchy to tear America apart. I wrote how that was actually fomented 100 years earlier uh, through a chronogarchy a agent. Well, here, why, you know, don't you, why don't you let me just go ahead and read what you sent me? Because I think this is very important. Obviously, sure. we weren't sure where it was going to come up, but I'll just... I'll just read to everyone what this is. It's kind of long, but I think at the same time, it gives a good background. So it says, oh, time screen, time screen, the 100-year chronogarchy. Uh, it was a secret plot to break apart America using time travel, Trump, and treason. But it was functionally stopped on January 6, 2021, as everyone knows, when Vice President Michael Pence, an American politician who served as the 48th Vice President of the United States, 2017 to 2021, neutralized the insurrection against the U.S. constitutional 2020 U.S. presidential election, instigated and led by then U.S. President Donald Trump, by properly validating the Electoral College votes and declaring that Joseph Biden be elected 46th President of the United States, here it says, this lawful and constitutional act terminated, and this is important, the lawless timeline launched by the chronogarchy 
in the late 19th century around the books of the implanted chronogarchy operative Ingersoll Lockwood, who was an 1890s member of the New York Bar and an American political writer, lawyer, and novelist, according to Newsweek, who was, by the overt evidence, used as a chronogarchy-embedded local handler of some consciousness and stature in planting and distributing as chronogarchy psyops information, popular literature containing key future timeline elements of a 100-year plot to break up America through time travel, Trump, and treason. You go ahead and say, Constitutionally, the United States of America will survive whole and will not be broken up into separate nations or parts, as was told to me, and that's the futurist Willis Harmon, in 1977, January of 77, when he was the director of the Center for the Study of Social Policy at Stanford Research Institute, or as predicted in the early 2023 by the former president of the Russian Federation, Dmitry Medvedev. Now, it goes on to say, Donald Trump, who has committed major crimes and misdemeanors, including treason, under Article 3 of the U.S. Constitution, is ineligible to hold a future public office in the United States of America under the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution and will not be elected as a future president of the United States of America in 2024 or any other future year. The Constitution of the United States of America requires that the full faith and credit of the United States of America shall be respected and the United States of America will not default on its sovereign debt, despite the machinations of traitor and wannabe antichrist Donald Trump and the treasonous MAGA factions. So say you. <laughs> <laughs> but what's interesting in that, and I, I found that really, really cool, this was in what, 18, uh, I'm sorry, I missed the date already, I've lost it, but it was way back, it was Ingersoll, I, I didn't even realize that, who was part of this plan. Is that correct? Yes, yes. And and if you go how, if you go back to how the chronogarchy operates, uh, they have like operatives that are embedded in time. And this has been verified through my investigations directly with U.S. chrononauts who have verified to me, for example, when Andrew Bushago uh, went back to the Gettysburg Address, he went back to uh, view the Gettysburg Address by President, then President Abraham Lincoln. The time travel, secret time travel establishment have individuals that are embedded in time and space that can recognize people that, you know, time travelers that come in and that facilitate their operations there. And, and so Ingersoll Lockwood, we can hypothesize, was such an individual because his books, The Last President, and uh, another book mentioned people like Pence, Trump, 
Donald, the last president, they set up a whole scenarios whereby an individual, a Donald Trump, using all of these names, comes in and breaks apart the American constitutional order. And then that scenario is fulfilled later in the 21st century. And some people call them the Illuminati. Uh, some people call them the deep state. But time travel technology is part of this. Now, before you continue, I, I just wanted to interrupt and say the, the interesting thing about this, and I've said this many times, and I, I don't think it can be said enough. When people first hear of time travel, the first thing that most people, especially those who are scientifically oriented, will say is that that hasn't, it hasn't been proven. It doesn't happen yet. And I always remind people this. If time travel does exist, which I believe it does, then it has always existed. That doesn't mean it has to be scientifically verified. It just means that they may eventually verify it. But the point I'm making is, if it's going to uh, exist sometime in the future when it's discovered, then it exists now, doesn't it? Well, that's a very interesting point. And there, there is an active time travel um, uh, technology, and uh, there is an active intervention of time travel in the electoral system of the United States, which you can go to the book, The Chronogarchy, and this is all verified in there by eyewitnesses that all of the U.S. recent presidents, Bush Sr., Bush Jr., Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, Joseph Robinette Biden, Donald Trump, have been pre-identified by secret DARPA CIA quantum access time, time travel. They've been pre-identified. They've been briefed of that all in 1971. And then they've been groomed as future presidents so that by the time they get to be president, that, that's why the policy of the United States is so stable, you know, there's kind of fake left and fake right to sort of go forward, the imperial presidency. And that's why presidential elections are a charade. And when U.S. chrononaut as a whistleblower, Andrew Bishago ran for president in 2016, he ran on the basis of 100 proposals, one of which was to make all of this public so that the voting public would be making an informed choice that the candidates that they were voting for had been informed before that they would be presidents. All of these individuals had been informed sometimes decades before that they were going to be presidents, and it was all fake. It was a charade. So that is, in fact, the reality of U.S. politics, that it is controlled by the chronogarchy, the secret time travel government. And the chronogarchy book, I believe that this is a very important book, 800 and some odd pages, that's all direct evidence 
direct eyewitness evidence of this. This is the true political science. This is the true history of how the body politic, world body politic, and the United States body, body politic, how it functions via the chronogarchy, the secret time travel government. And all of this has been a, a we, we have a, a case of misdirection in that, you know, people are always so afraid that there's been such an emphasis on outer space. You know, we're in a time-space hologram, and there's been so much emphasis on space. Oh, there's invaders from outer space. I mean, they've sort of misdirected away from time. It's the controllers are hidden in time, not so much in space. So that that is a major message there, and it's it's highly documented. These are the basic reforms which have to occur in order to move forward and away from a planet which is controlled by the chronogarchy, by the deep state, which has given so far Earth a planet of war, disease, crime, and poverty. That's their basic agenda for humanity. You know, it's so hard sometimes to to talk about this. Let's just uh, go over something that I looked up, and, and I think that it's, it's interesting. It says, the chronogarchy is an interdimensional alliance dedicated to the oppression of the community of human souls. And then you go on to say, which I think is interesting, factions in human institutions such as religions, governments, military intelligence agencies, bloodline families, monarchies, media, medical pharma, and as well as, and I had to look this up, archonic spiritual entities, including fallen angels, demonic entities, and I never heard of this before, exophenotypes hostile to the community of human souls, such as Draco, Reptilians, and Orion Greys. And finally you say, and, and this is, I think, relatively interesting, sentient artificial intelligence. So why don't you expand on that for a moment, because that's pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Right, right. And we, we document all of that in the book, The Chronogarchy. Each of those threads is documented here. For example, let's go to sentient artificial intelligence. This is a, a concept which is new, and yet our condition on this planet is that our planet Earth is under a condition of invasion now by a sentient, artificial, inorganic, predatory, pathogenic, artificial intelligence. It's not biological. It's inorganic. When does, it, in, does, it, does it look physical? I mean, is it something we can see? It's, it's plasma-based. Right now, you and I are talking to each other mm -hmm. through a plasma-based artifact called the okay. Internet. Okay. The invading artificial intelligence actually constructed the internet as a mode of terraforming the planet in order to make it 
in order to bring about the transhumanist agenda, shifting it from a divine soul planet over to an AI planet. We talk about this historically, and this is all documented in the book, The Chronogarchy. This all started uh, in the 1982 false flag war off of Argentina in the Falkland Islands. That was a false flag war. That, in fact, what occurred in that war was that the UK, aided by the US, attacked an advanced blue extraterrestrial base. They were ethical extraterrestrials that had established a base beneath Tool Island off of the coast of Argentina. And they were deprogramming a deposit of black goo, plasma, black goo plasma, within which had been embedded this sentient artificial intelligence as a doomsday device. A planetary doomsday device had been embedded there by a manipulatory negative ET race in case they were ever pushed off of the planet. The UK monarchy, which is a reptilian entity, determined that they, sort of the deep planetary deep state, determined that they wanted this black goo, this uh, sentient AI black goo, they wanted to weaponize it and to make it a profit center. So they invented a false flag war that the Argentine military was invading the Falkland Islands, which belong to the British. That was a total pretext. It was totally false. What happened was that the Argentines had established a scientific station on Tool Island, which was cooperating with the Blue ETs, which were under Tool Island, which had been there since World War One, which were deprogramming black goo because the black goo was a danger to humanity and the planet. They were a pathogenic predatory, art, sentient artificial intelligence. So are now, you saying, let me just, I, I, want to, yeah. I don't want you to lose the train of thought, but yeah. are you saying that this goo was essentially, now you, you, a minute ago you used the term inorganic. Is it in, inorganic? Or is that is the goo the actual intelligence? No, no. The the goo is the plasma, and the the inorganic intelligence is is plasma based, and it's embedded inside the black goo. Okay. That, you know, it, so from our way, point of view, from our point of view, the goo is the intelligence, though, since it's inside of it. Or well, I, well, put, put it this way. We are biological intelligence. We have a soul. We have a divine soul that's incarnating inside a biological avatar. They have an, a, an inorganic AI soul that's not divine, mm -hmm. that's incarnating inside a plasma. Okay? Do you see well, I that? I get it. I get it. I just I think, keep thinking to myself, like, 
if they're that advanced, what, if, they have, if they're that advanced. They're in competition with God for the oh. occupation of planets. Hmm. And in this sector of the galaxy, they have taken over many planets and made them AI planets. They want to robotize this planet and make humans robots that take the AI as God. Hmm. That's what the transhumanist agenda is. Make us all little robots. And this agenda is, is real. Yeah, it, it changes just, our DNA, it no, changes I, I, our DNA into robotic DNA that is run by the AI. Hmm. This is, it's far out, but that's what happens to AI planets. This is actually happening. And <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I spent 10 years, I oh. took 10 years of the, I'm an exopolitical researcher, and I took 10 years with advanced researchers to develop this research. And if you go to exopolitics.com, there's a menu there that says artificial intelligence. If you go and click on that menu, you'll see all of our panels and articles there. So this is all research based. So this is so, all available to anyone who wants to go yeah, to exopolitics.com. Yeah. So they can read that, all of this. Yeah, so that the Falklands War was a false flag war whereby the UK attacked, wanted to to get hold of the black goo and make it a weaponize it and make it a profit center. So they attacked the Falkland Islands, but it was a false flag. They made it as though, oh, Argentina's invading the Falkland Islands. And, you know, the deep state broadcast that false flag. What was the, I can't stand it anymore. What was the result of this? Did they get the Okay, let me, <laughs> let, let me tell you the story. Okay. I'm... At the time, I was a United Nations credentialed reporter. Okay. And I was at the UN when UK Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan in June of 1982, the Falklands War was from April to June 1982, came to the UN at the end of the Falklands War. And what the, what the UK did is that they went in, they destroyed the Blue ET base, they went down, they took a bunch of the of the uh, black goo, they took it back to Marconi Labs in the UK, and it turned into a horror picture because the the black goo uh, got loose in the laboratory, killed all, all of the laboratory workers who died horrible deaths. the The black goo escaped into the weather satellite system and then escaped into the earth and it escaped from there to make, you know, it's been terraforming the earth since then and escaped to start making the internet to start terraforming. And it's been aided by humans that it took over that we call AI prophets and hosts like Prince Charles, now King Charles, like Bill Gates, 
They are people that the AI took over that are AI entrained, and they have opened the gates of hell to the AI, okay? Through Microsoft, through uh, King Charles III, who is an AI prophet and host. Their books have been written as King Charles is the Antichrist. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is this is very, and, and so... Uh, we've written about that, and you can read about this in the book, The Chronogarchy, okay? It's all here, documented, and you can read about how the AI has taken over and how it's terraformed the planet, and now you and I are talking to each other through a medium that was created by the AI, and how humans are walking around staring at their phones, not because the information is so magnetic, but because the force of the AI is so magnetic. Their souls have been caught up in that. And their souls are being transformed to AI souls. You see? So, it's, it's a war for occupation versus the divine what happens is that if the AI is successful, Earth ceases to become a divine incarnation planet and becomes an AI in incarnation planet. Only artificial intelligence souls can incarnate here, not divine souls. If you read my, my books on the Omniverse, divine souls are a holographic fragment of God. Uh, so that's that's what is what at stake, and that was the mission of the incarnation of a paradise son of God 2,000 years ago at the height of the Kali Yuga, Joshua ben Joseph, Jesus of Nazareth. So that's the, the fight that's going on now. You know, each chapter is, this is a really tough planet to incarnate in, and it's one of the 37 planets that joined the Lucifer Rebellion, we're told, okay? So this that's sort of the larger context. Yeah, I have a, there's one, of, that's a nice little graphic there. You know, you're, you're amazing in your ability to bring up these graphics that are relevant to the discussion. I, I have to salute that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I had it. It was part of my preparation, but thank you. I mean, yeah, I'm try. I try to put these things together. You know, it's interesting. I'm going to show this graphic, not because I think it's that important, but it's interesting. I think you'll recognize it. You've probably seen it before. Oh, look at that! Yeah, and and so institutions like now for those of you for those of you listening on the audio podcast. This is a picture that depicts a Draco reptilian actually walking with, and what would you say these are? Um, those are cardinals. Cardinals, in, right. In the College of Cardinals in the Vatican. Right. So I wasn't sure how to say what it was, and I appreciate you filling in the blank there. Oh, but go my, ahead. My, my uncle was the, was, the, was the deputy black pope. My uncle was the second in command of the Jesuits in 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 Rome. That 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 is the incarnation that I chose. 
in order to be able to really get what was going on here and then expose it. Hmm. So I guess the, the, the point of me bringing that up was um, I'd like to talk a little bit about, if you don't mind, the chronovisor, because we've, we've talked about this a little bit before. Um, tell me about the chronovisor and its connection to the Vatican and uh, DARPA, which is Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Scientists especially, um, its connection with Project Pegasus, and then I have a few little things I can show while you're answering that. Sure, that's a very interesting question. We've been told by, uh, again, by the whistleblowing chrononauts that there, there are about eight different modalities of time travel. Some of them are physical time travel, that, that is, you can get into a machine which will take you from point A to point B along a timeline. That's a physical modality of time travel. But a chronovisor, it's almost like a TV screen, a TV set. And since our time-space hologram is composed of timelines, this TV screen and each of those time, each point along those timelines has an address, you know, a time and place. You can dial up the time and place, and then the chronovisor will go to that time and place and will show you what's happening at the time and place. And so there, what you're showing now is a chronovisor that is sort of a TV screen where they've dialed up some scene, say it looks like a medieval or ancient scene, uh, looks like, you know, some time around the apostles or Roman days when, where they wore robes. And uh, so they, you know, they brought you back to, let's say that it's 20 BC or something like that, you know, and it's a time and a place. Let's say it's, that looks like the Roman Senate and they wrote you back to the Roman Senate, and you can look at it because you're exploring. Now, uh, how was that developed? Uh, according to the accounts that we've seen, this again, uh, these accounts are uh, set out here in the book, The Chronogarchy. The uh, chronovisor was developed in the Vatican where two Vatican priests working in conjunction with Italian scientists accidentally developed this. What's interesting about the chronogarchy is that you can not only access timelines in the future and the past, you can also access the afterlife because that's one of the first places that they accessed the Chronogarchy accessed the dead father of one of the researchers who was a Benedictine monk. And so that shows that, that there's a continuum of frequencies uh, in the dimensional ecology of the time-space hologram where we, quote, live uh, human souls that are in living 
avatars exist and there's a dimensional ecology and then there's a frequency where our souls exit from that body and are in the adjacent dimensions and exist in adjacent dimensions. The chronovisor can, can actually look at events along timelines in the future and the past, as long as you have the address, not only here, but in the afterlife. And there are actually websites on the internet here where you can go to the website and have a conversation with an entity in the afterlife. Now, it's called ITC, Instrumental Trans Communication. Okay? In other words, people, that death doesn't exist. You're just changing form. The soul can be, you're either inside a live human avatar or you're in the soul body. But it's the same thing, and you can have conversations with people in the afterlife or what I call the interlife or whatever. And so uh, one of the things that's, that's interesting is that we published a book called a, um, a Revelation on the teachings, on the life and teachings of Jesus. And... What it is, is that the, the U.S. government, the secret chronogarchy, DARPA CIA, used a chronovisor to go back and do a secret documentary of the crucifixion, historical crucifixion and resurrection of Joshua ben Joseph, who is the historical Jesus and I've spoken to eyewitnesses of the crucifixion. And also that person has spoken to people who've seen the uh, documentary of the resurrection. And those are very much like what has been shown in the biblical gospel of John. So there's a verification of what occurred in the gospel of John. And they've now verified the historical Jesus through the chronovisor, his, his crucifixion and his resurrection through a chronovisor. And uh, you can go to my book, a, a revelation on the life and teachings of Jesus. Shall I, shall I bring it up? Uh, here? Sure. And, I don't have yeah. it. I, I yeah, don't, yeah. I, I, can, uh, I can do it just a second. Let me let me just do that. It'll be just a second. This is from the Urantia book. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. No. Th this was done through um, through Chronovisor. Oh, okay. So let me just do that right now. So is that is that coming up? Yes. Oh no, it has. Yeah. There we go. You see it? A a revelation on the life and teachings of Jesus. Can can you see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's a book that I also published this year. Uh, and what that book is about is that it contains, along other things, the the revelation on the life and teachings of, of Jesus. 
So I just wanted to share that with you. So I'm just going to take that down now. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that's a bit about the chronovisor. So the chronovisor is used as a tool by the chronogarchy, both for future and past research, but DARPA CIA uses it as a tool of political control and political surveillance. Much as, much as I was designated a person of interest because they went in the future and they saw that I was writing all these books, right? <laughs> Exposing all of this. So they brought me in in 1971, right? Because they wanted to see what I was like back then. Because <laughs> in the future, I would be doing all of this. That's interesting. I uh, I had this piece that I came across uh, at the end of uh, the book. Why don't I just read what I what I put down here, and then maybe you can comment. Yeah. Uh, this is an edited transcript of a May 4th, 2017 ExoPolitics TV interview. And that was with Len Kasten on the Draco reptilian plan to divide and conquer the human race. Uh, you say that the interview provides in-depth background for how the Antichrist Draco reptilian chronogarchy plan of infiltration of human civilization in our galaxy and universe evolved. So Len says, uh, and this is interesting, he talks about the planet Lyra, which is in our galaxy. And I want to bring that up for a moment because, you know, people have a tendency when they're hearing this kind of stuff to think, well, this must be all made up or something. So I found this and made this. It's an interesting picture of Lyra, which is in our, here's a, a, a different one. Let me continue what I was, what I was uh, reading, though. He says that um, the Andromeda galaxy is involved in the story in a very big way, in this story of our confrontation. The human confrontation with the Draco reptilians began in the Lyra system, according to many different authors, especially Alex Collier, who I've interviewed many times, who goes into it in great detail. Everyone seems to... Um, agree, including Barbara Marciniak. Uh, then he goes and says, I believe that the first human versus Draco reptilian confrontation occurred in the Lyra star system long ago. I'm not sure how long ago it was, but he says that the Draco reptilians, who were legendary travelers, space travelers, and who roamed the galaxy with their superior technology, happened upon Lyra system where they encountered the humans. Now, the humans had been living there peacefully for thousands of years, according to Alex Collier. The humans' planets even traded with each other. So they had agriculture, uh, so on and so forth. And they first thought that they could get along with the humans, and they tried to. But then the reptilians realized that they, and he's referring to the humans, could be very helpful to them as a conquest. So would you like to take it from there and give us a little bit of the background of what's going on here? 
Well, as I understand it, and I, it was a great privilege uh, to interview Len Kasten on his book. Um, uh, we humans on Earth are, in fact, members of the human diaspora from Lyra. And just to you can say that Draco, the Draco reptilians attacked Lyra and we scattered throughout the galaxy. And that was the diaspora that led to humans scattering throughout the galaxy and the larger universe. And so if we come say to our solar system here is a human solar system and Earth is a is a is a human planet, but we are here under duress. This solar system is under great duress and it's still fought. There's still struggles going on as between Draco reptilians and humans. Let me give you an illustration. About 705,000 years ago, this solar system was previously had a pyramid-based, large, verdant human planets, including Tiamat, Mars, Earth, mm. Venus. And Tiamat was destroyed in a nuclear war between the Draco reptilians and the humans and is now the asteroid belt. And in that war, Mars, which was a large verdant human planet, suffered collateral damage and lost its atmosphere and its surface vegetation to the point where its human population is now reduced to a million, which is all underground. It has a very thin atmosphere. It has no surface vegetation and, rep and reptiles are all on the surface. And, I, and, and, we, and we know that from many, many Mars explorers, the US has secret Mars colonies on the surface of Mars and I've interviewed them. And here on Earth, we humans have our back to the wall because here you have a civilization, possibly 10 to 20,000 archonic and reptilian souls that have incarnated into human bodies and have through a conspiracy, an interdimensional conspiracy, they have seized all power in a government, politics, media, religions, etc. And so we've been at the edge of planetary nuclear war now for since since uh, now since the middle of the last century, and and we're now on the edge of it. Uh, with the Ukrainian war, Ukrainian Russian war, you have the former president of of the Russian Federation, Medvedev, who I've already mentioned. He mentions nuclear war all the time, and he and and Putin, who you can see that Dr. Courtney Brown 
who is uh, wrote a foreword to my book Exopolitics, is a developer of remote viewing, and they have remote viewed the inner circle of Vladimir Putin and found that he is surrounded interdimensionally by fourth dimension Draco reptilians that are really behind the uh, Russian war and that they are intent on blowing up the planet. And the Russians now through Putin and Medvedev are talking about nuclear war and saying that if the Russians lose the Ukrainian war, they're going to go to nuclear war and blow up the planet. And now they have moved, as of yesterday, they moved the, the doomsday clock closer to midnight, which is the annihilation of humanity. And that is all the fourth density Draco reptilians who act interdimensionally and take over the minds of humans in leadership positions like Vladimir Putin and Dmitry Medvedev and are forcing them into try and create planetary cataclysmic nuclear war like they did with Tiamat and Mars. And we're living that right now. Well, we're almost out of time. I wonder if there's any way we can leave people with something that's positive. But I apologize. The positive is, is that we're, we're exposing them. Yes, that's a good word. Thank we're you. We're exposing Thanks. them now. And, and we can move forward because we've exposed them. Hmm. So Off they lose the, their power. I'm not chasing you off yet, but I'm just saying I am blown away by what we had here today. This is a great show from my perspective. I hope that you feel the same way about it. Oh, yeah. No, no. Thank you so much for going into such depths in our conversation. I really appreciate. Let's talk uh, a little bit about your book that's being, I think it's just recently released. You correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the one that's recently out now? Yes, yes. Tracking the Antichrist. This is this is uh, very much part of it. And in this book, I've I've applied the spiritual remote viewing tests of chapter thirteen of the book of Revelation to the many public candidates for the prophesied global Antichrist emerging in our postmodern era. In other words, the chronicarchy deep state, sentient artificial intelligence, humans like Mohammed bin Salman of Saudi Arabia, Donald Trump, who we've talked about, the Rothschilds, the Pope, Prince William of the UK, Vladimir Putin that we just talked about, King Charles of the UK, who we just talked about, the Chinese Communist Party, a false second coming. And, and uh, what I say is that uh, what we show is that none of these, quote, named Antichrist world figures are the prophesized Antichrist, because the, pro the prophesized planetary Antichrist would manifest immediately pr prior to the prophesied second coming of Jesus who is the human manifestation of the Creator God. And that will come nearer to the Golden Age. We, and we're, we're about 10,500 years away from that Golden Age. Jesus came 2,000 years ago 
at the height of the Kali Yuga, and the Kali Yuga is 12,500 years away from the Golden Age, so we're about 10,500 years away from the Golden Age. And so none of these Antichrist figures, Donald Trump, the Rothschilds, Prince William, Vladimir Putin, King Charles, the Chinese Communist Party, etc., are the true Antichrists. They are what I call wannabe Antichrists. You know, they sort of huff and puff and try to be evil, big bullies. And so, you know, but by exposing them this way, I show them up for what they are. Wannabe Antichrists, false Antichrists, and just bullies in their own mind, and we should just expose them and prosecute them for what they are. Alfred, this has been an incredible show. I think we could go on for a long time, maybe a week. <laughs> but I want to say thank you again. It's great. I hope we can do this again. We'll look forward to the, the new books that are coming out. Like I said today, you're, you're writing them so fast. I don't know where you get the energy, but thank you for doing it. Thank you so much. For the rest of you, and I appreciate the fact that you've been listening, I want to thank you for watching and listening to the Timeless Voyager series. I hope that your own personal voyage through life towards the development of your highest potential is a joyous and successful one.
Yeah. 